this is the Alchemized Life Podcast. I'm your host, Ava Johanna, and I am so grateful to have you here joining me for yet another soul expansive conversation. My intention with every episode is to show you through storytelling and in-depth conversations that you, yes, you are capable of creating anything you desire. Alongside yours truly, you'll hear from thought leaders and industry voices, and together we will teach you how to come alive in your authentic expression and remember the infinite power of your soul. We're covering topics like wealth, worthiness, the pursuit of your passions, and you'll be inspired to break all the rules of living an ordinary life. You were truly put on this planet to have it all. The thriving spiritual practice, the steamy relationship, the income, and the impact. So together, let's align with our divine selves and alchemize your life. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Welcome back to the Alchemized Life podcast. Wow, wow, wow. Okay, so first and foremost, I'm recording this intro before I leave for Mexico. I'm leaving for Mexico on the 29th of May, and I'm going to be there all the way until June 10th. So I'm getting a little bit of work done (laughs) prior to leaving because I will be leading a retreat in Sayulita, Mexico. And at the retreat center, there is no Wi-Fi. Just found that out the other day. So now I am getting as much done as possible before I leave because we are going to be so tapped in during that week-long retreat with our advanced practitioners and without having Wi-Fi, obviously, I will not be able to be uploading things to the drive for my podcast team. So here we are and I'm so excited for you to listen to this episode. Before we go into the episode with Megan, She is the founder of Wider Visions. She's a certified holistic life coach, the host of the podcast Embrace Your In-Between, which, side note, I was on just the other week, so definitely go give it a listen. It was such a fun conversation. And she also has a platform called Wider Visions where you get to grow into your purpose with coaching courses and a community just so you can expand into who you'd like to be and the life you'd like to live. Megan was also a part of the Academy of Breath several years ago, and so she shares her experience inside of AOB, what she loved most about it in this week's conversation. But again, before we even go into the conversation, I have so much to share, so many updates. Again, Mexico is happening so soon. I'm so excited. For those of you that are past AOB students, or if you're listening to the podcast and know that you are going to join a future AOB round, we actually add a week-long retreat to our six-month advanced practitioner training and I'm literally like on the edge of my seat so ready to meet all of these women because they've all been in my world for three years some of them four years and to just be able to actually be together in real life I just feel like I don't even know I like I'm gonna break down and and just have ugly Kim K cry the entire time because I'm so excited and you know we just build so many relationships with each other over the internet and to finally be together in person just feels like such a gift. So anyways, for those of you, again, that have gone through AOB, if you want to join the advanced practitioner training that is included in your tuition for the six-month training, and it's just such a fun time. So Mexico is coming up. We also, as of when this episode is going live, are going to be opening up day one of the iconic coach training, which is 
literally at this point an international free two-day event with thousands of people who have gone through this incredible experience. The first time we launched it in January, we had 1,700 people join and we have such an amazing turnout for this round as well. Again, I'm recording this two weeks in advance, so I don't know what the final number is going to be, but I have a feeling it's going to be in the 2K range, which I'm just holding a vision that that's what it is. So if you have yet to sign up, I'm going to leave the link in the show notes as well. And the Iconic Coach Training is a two-day free event. I'm so excited because my friend, DJ Taz Rashid, I'm so excited I can call him my friend now because he's been on my pod, or not my podcast, my yoga playlist for literally years. He has been DJing on my yoga playlist. His music has been the music that I bring my students into their flows with that I play during Shavasana. I mean, it is a literal manifestation come to life to have him live DJ while I teach breath work at the beginning of both sessions on day one and day two of the Iconic Coach Training. So literally, like even if you went to the Iconic Coach Training in January, sign up for this one because the live breathwork and live DJ element of it is going to be so freaking cool. Like I, I cannot wait. I cannot wait. It's going to be so fun. I've never done anything like this before. And I really just wanted to create an immersive experience around the content because this is really, it's really like hard hitting transformational shit. You guys, like when you understand the power of your nervous system, which Megan and I are going to get into in the conversation today, like she put it so well as it relates to anxiety, as it relates to personal development, as it relates to just like being able to cognitively solve problems, whether it's in your business or in your life. When you understand the depth of how the nervous system works as it relates to all aspects of your growth, your entire life will change. Like you will truly realize that you can do, be, and have anything that you desire because you know how your brain works, you know how identity work works, you know why or can understand why you've repeated patterns in the past or whatever it might be and how to break out of those patterns. And so that's really the emphasis and the theme of the conversation inside of the Iconic Coach Training. You do not need to be a coach in order to be a part of this training. Again, it is a free training and I really recommend it for anybody that works with people, especially if you work with people in a service format where you are supporting them with some type of service, especially in the personal development space. So if you're a teacher, if you're a mentor, if you're a coach, if you offer even like therapy, honestly, There are a lot of therapists that have gone through this and are like, wow, this is adding an extra layer to the work that I'm doing with my clients. So that's a huge compliment as well, too. But we'll be teaching you the hard and soft skills of holding space. We're going to teach you what to look out for in your clients so you can understand and basically be able to map like how do they respond to stress? Because depending on how someone responds to stress, you're going to help get them out of that response in a different way. And so we're going to teach you how to do that. And again, it was such a phenomenal turnout and event and response when we did it in January that we had to bring it back again. And it's going to be bigger than ever before. So even if you came to the last one, make sure to sign up and it's linked in the show notes for you. There will also be a replay, I think for about like five days afterwards. So if you can't attend live, still sign up so that you can watch the replays. (sighs) 
I feel like other than that, there's other elements that I want to share. I shared a little bit more in the Going There episode that came out two weeks ago. So if you haven't watched that on YouTube or listened to it under the typical podcast stream, then definitely go back and listen to that. There's a lot of updates and changes happening though. And I'll be revealing more as the time comes. But the one thing that I will say is that last year I did start my new Instagram page that was really meant to be devoted to business coaching and all of my business offerings. And while I've had the most fun creating content over there with the clarity that I've received and the direction that the company or companies actually that I that I run are heading, I am actually going to stop posting on that page and move everything back over to the Ava Johanna page. So for those of you that are newer to the podcast or maybe you traveled with me over to the at I am Ava Johanna page, I am going to ask you to come back with me to at Ava Johanna because that is where I will be posting all of my content moving forward. Also lots of lifestyle, my relationship, the things that I'm doing. It's just a real fun time over there. So definitely go follow at Ava Johanna. If you're not already following Academy of Breath, follow Academy of Breath at Academy of Breath. And let's 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 actually dive into the episode because I feel just feel like mine and Meg's conversation today was just so juicy, so fulfilling, so nourishing. And I really loved that the conversation, while it was about purpose, it was really less about purpose from a career perspective and more about purpose from the perspective of you get to live out your purpose in every single aspect of your life. And when we can actually expand and stretch our definition of what purpose is, what you'll come to find is that it's much easier to align with your purpose than I think we give ourselves credit for. So enjoy this conversation with Megan. In the show notes, you'll find a link to her website. You can follow her on Instagram at Megan.Sheckleton, S-H-E-K-L-E-T-O-N, or at Wider Visions. Her podcast, Embrace Your In-Between, is also available wherever you listen to podcasts. And like I mentioned, I was just on her podcast. So go listen to that episode. She made me cry in it (laughs) because she saved a really special letter that Matt, my boyfriend, wrote to me. And she read it out loud at the beginning of the episode. So that was really, really, really special and brought tears to my eyes and was such a powerful way to kick off the conversation. So Anyways, without further ado, let's jump into this amazing conversation with Megan. I hope that you guys enjoy. Make sure to check out the show notes for all of the details on everything that we discuss in the show. And I will see you all hopefully tomorrow at the Iconic Coach Training, but if not, next week for our next show. Megan, oh my goodness. (laughs) I first and foremost am just so jealous of you for your excursions through Europe over the past several weeks and also I'm so excited actually that we're having this conversation now versus before you left because I just feel like with the direction that I want to take this conversation the work that you're doing the lifestyle that you've created I feel like these last several weeks have probably just been fuel to your flame and your like passion and your purpose as to why you do the work that you do. So I'm really excited to have you. Thank you for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited for this conversation. And 
Yes, it was so nice to go on a three-week sabbatical, and I feel really lucky that I've designed my life to allow for rest and play and pleasure to be a part of the equation because it's not always been that way. Yeah, I feel like there's also a repatterning that has to happen when you've gone from a lifestyle or career where you have very limited freedom Mm -hmm. to then really like a 180 of, oh, now I can kind of do whatever I want, go wherever I want to go. What does that even mean? Like, how do I, how do I kind of like recalibrate my mindset and like even my relationship to work? Because I know for myself, when I started creating more freedom in my schedule and financial freedom to be able to also have more choice as to what I do and where I go. There was a period where things felt a little funky, like my mindset Mm -hmm. had to catch up to what I had created. So can you speak to that a little bit and just maybe your experience of that transition in your own life and your own career? Such a good question. And it's really interesting because I think as a society, we are so conditioned to be productive and really find our sense of self-worth and our value in doing. And it really has been a paradigm shift for me and really a deconditioning over the last, I want to say three years, COVID really started the transition to value, like, how can I just value being present? How can I value just play and being and allowing myself to enjoy without having to have some sort of payoff in the end. I was at Barton Springs with a friend last week and she was asking me, she was like, did you get a lot of inspiration for wider visions on your trip? And I told her, I was like, actually, I was just questioning and trying to be curious about the desire of needing to go on vacation and needing it to result in some sort of, yes, inspiration is great, but also needing it to result in some sort of payoff for my work and for my success. And can I just like be present with the experience and is that enough? But to answer your question, I, you know, growing up, I would, I would call myself a perfectionist. I definitely was an overachiever and an overdoer. And I found a lot of my self-worth in external circumstances through success. And what that resulted in was a lack of confidence and a lack of self-worth and, you know, anxiety, panic attacks, disordered eating. And I moved to New York City right after college and really, you know, started climbing the ranks within advertising. And I was just feeling so anxious. I would, I was in a really toxic work environment where I would cry every day to work. I would have panic attacks in the bathroom and I physically got sick. I ended up getting fibromyalgia and what I know now, you know, thanks to the Academy of Breath and is I really think my body was in this prolonged state of fight or flight. And, you know, what that does, the stress hormones and what that does chemically to your body, it really, you know, caused my body to rewire at any time I had mental distress, it would result in that physical expression of pain in my body. 
And while I would never wish chronic illness on anyone, for me, it really did spark this journey of the mind-body connection and really starting to disassociate from my inner critic and realize that those thoughts and those beliefs and those stories that I had about myself are just that. They're stories. They're not truth. And really starting that self-love practice. And I share all of this because it really is what started that journey for me of growing confidence in myself, which has led me to make these choices of leaning into my purpose, of allowing myself to feel enough just as I am, and really wanting to use coaching as a way to encourage that transformation in other people. I feel like there's so many different directions that we can take (laughs) this conversation. I'm like, yes, I get it. Because for me too, like my wake up call was my body screaming back Mm -hmm. at me when I had migraines. And it's so interesting because in those first few years of entrepreneurship, if I ever got a migraine, that was my immediate sign of like, you're doing too much, slow down. Mm -hmm. And so it actually became this really beautiful, like warning signal for me of when I've kind of been my boyfriend always says like redlining it where you're just like on the gas to the point where like the speedometer or whatever goes to the red line for too long. And so I think that, you know, like you said, I would never wish migraines on anybody, but it actually got to be this, this really great wake up call into what do you want your life to look like moving forward? And, and, and is this, is this how you truly want it to be? Or do you want to take over and take control really of the situation and not be victim to circumstance or victim to the lifestyle that, you know, maybe you had consciously chosen or kind of like unconsciously just went with, went with it. Something that you said that I think is interesting, and I've never actually asked anybody this, this question before. So I'm so curious to hear your response to it. So you mentioned that you went on this journey of really becoming and building confidence. And when you said that, what that came what came up for me was like what do you think is the difference between the confidence that you received from the external mm-hmm. as a younger as a as a younger woman versus the confidence that you create from inside of you because i think that sometimes we can get the the two a little bit muddied and a little bit confusing and like even going back to your example of traveling and like what am i going to get out of this experience for how it relates to my business, I think a lot of times we source our fulfillment or power or confidence from something external. Mm -hmm. And so from what you're saying, it's like a completely different relationship to how confidence is actually created that is unreliant on anything outside of you. Yes. And just to halo back to what you were saying about your body is that's been a really empowering reframe for me is like, I have this direct, we all have communication and our body has intelligence. And are you going to wait till your body's screaming at you to listen? Or can we start to form a deeper connection with our souls, with our mental and emotional well-being, with our physical well-being, so that we are just more in tune with those whispers or just in more of a daily dialogue than needing to wait until it's a huge, you know, alarm bell. 
if you will, in order to kind of take note and listen. It's such a great point in terms of the difference between kind of inner sourcing versus outer sourcing our self-worth and confidence. And for me, when I think about how I used to be or even tendencies that can come up and if I notice it coming up, I kind of quickly shift to, okay, I'm enough. I'm lovable just the way I am. I don't have anything to prove you know, kind of anchoring into that because it's not a safe place for my confidence to be anywhere outside of myself because while, yes, we can take action, many things are out of our control and finding that sense of innate worthiness just for who we are, just because we're human is always what I'm trying to come back to. And For me, what really hammered that transition home was during COVID. So I ended up leaning into my purpose, which I feel like is building connection, fostering connection and personal growth. And I started my first business, Moxie Made, in New York City, where I'd host events for women to get holistic mentorship and a space to connect. And for me, building that business was like jumping off the cliff, if you will. I didn't have any role models that were entrepreneurs and it really was a testament. And I think entrepreneurship can be this way of really leaning into believing in my vision and taking the steps to bring that to life. And it can be such a soul growth, faith-led journey and it can be very confrontational of any limitations that you have on yourself you're constantly having to overcome them and the results that I got were incredible I collaborated with women that were dream mentors and I truly felt like at the beginning of 2020 I felt like my life was just about to bloom I felt like I was walking into I had done all of this internal work and taken all these steps to bring this biz baby to life. And I felt like it was my year to just go full throttle. And what ended up happening was events went away overnight. I just quit a full-time job in advertising that I was doing while building Moxie Made. And my revenue sources dried up overnight and it literally caused this big crumbling of, wow, Meg, I didn't realize how much of my self-worth was in success. I didn't realize how much of my self-worth was in my job, my career, defining what I do, my revenue, all of these external things. And I really had to sit with the mystery of, okay, where is my life leading me to? And can I believe that that's happening for me versus to me? And Where can I find a sense of self-worth in just being who I am? And that was, you know, it's been three years now of really leaning into that and questioning that. And it was hard, but it was honestly the best lesson for me because now I feel like with what I'm building with wider visions and good phones and coaching, it really is from more of this place of like healthy detachment of I'm so excited to create this impact and I'm okay (laughs) however that unfolds Mm. does that make sense 
Yeah, absolutely. And I honestly feel like God, universe, whatever you want to call it, actually gives us those learning opportunities before we have the massive, mm-hmm. massive, massive success so that when we have the success, it doesn't perpetuate the underlying I'll say issues, maybe that's not the best word, but issues that are within us and like that the money or the success or the impact or the reach actually gets to magnetize the best parts of us and magnetize what's already healed and how much more we can give versus magnetize an unhealthy relationship to success or an unhealthy relationship to productivity. Like I feel like I've had that happen many times in my journey where it's like, oh, you actually get to learn the lesson before you have Mm -hmm. a quantum leap. And that's what makes the quantum leap so much more special and also more stable. Yes. Do you see this with your clients where sometimes there can be like the impatience or the frustration or the why isn't this happening yet? And you can kind of see from your, from your purview, like it's because there's certain things that you really need to lock in so that you can actually hold the things that you want. Mm-hmm. And I think part of that is that impatience comes from a place of energetically feeling separate or feeling like thirsty. Like you need this. It is so beautiful to have visions. And I believe our heart nudges are the direction towards our growth and expansion. And something I've really been holding is like, how can I enjoy the the journey as much as the destination? And I think when we have that impatience, it's because we're feeling like whatever that destination is, is going to unlock these feelings that we feel like we can't have without that experience. Mm -hmm. Whereas it's really like, how can I anchor into whatever I'm moving towards right now and kind of open myself up to receiving it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Vishen Lockney of Mind Valley talks about this as like means goals versus ends goals Mm. and means goals are you know really a means to an end where there's more of the material it's more of the surface level it's I want to be a lawyer someday or I want to make a million dollars or I want to have a beautiful villa in Italy whatever it might be but the end goal is actually if you were to dig a little bit deeper and get curious with any of those milestones that you want to hit or goals that you want to achieve and ask yourself, well, what does this actually represent to me? Mm-hmm. And oftentimes the end goal is usually a feeling that we want to produce. And so when you can get clear on what that feeling is, you can actually give that to yourself now. And like you said, like actually be able to enjoy the journey versus withhold it from yourself because you haven't reached X point yet. And for me, I love that kind of dis- distinction between means goals and ends goals. For me, what it allows is it allows me to just, yes, I'm consistently working towards my visions, but at the same time, I have like the spaciousness to just kind of trust that however things unfold are the way they're meant to unfold. And it allows me to just be a little bit more present with the experience. Mm, yeah it's it's a practice for sure (laughs) yes no absolutely and you know again all of these things are so ingrained in our subconscious and as a society of like where we all are 
shown where you find your value. And so a lot of it is like a deconditioning and a curiosity of like, oh, well, what is this really about? And Mm -hmm. what value do I want to live my life by instead? Yeah. What would you say to somebody like, let's say this is like the person that typically is on their way to hiring you. What would you say to them when they are in a position kind of, I would say like more in the beginning where it's like, I know I'm meant for something more. I might have my finger on what that is, but not have full clarity. And I have fear around really going for it because it doesn't feel totally formed or totally certain. Mm -hmm. Where would you suggest somebody like best start to, to even just like mold a better picture mold a better sculpture whatever of what their purpose is and you know as your brand states like to create that wider vision yeah it's such a great question I think that like we're not in the beginning of the expansion process or leaning into a bigger vision for our lives very rarely (laughs) I've never had a client that has full clarity in the beginning it's like it starts out as a nudge it starts out as okay a wanting of something more and then it really becomes like a co-creative process with yourself and with the universe to get that full clarity there's a quote that I love by Michael Beckworth and he says the pain pushes until the vision pulls Mm -hmm. and oftentimes I feel like life is you know The pain is pushing you forward until you have that clarity. And then the vision is what starts motivating you to move forward. And so that's part of the process is there's not something wrong with you. It's not that you're not meant for more because you don't have the full picture yet. And just normalizing that actually that's the perfect starting point to get curious about how do you want to feel every day? If you knew the answer was yes, and you could have whatever you wanted from the universe, what would you ask for? You know, is there something that feels like stretchy and juicy and exciting? And, and it really just starts there with that, like curiosity and just starting to be open to seeing how the pieces come together. Mm, I love that. One of my favorite journal prompts is just starting out at the top of your paper and saying, if I had it my way, I would dot, dot, dot. Mm. And just seeing what comes up because sometimes it can be daunting to say like, well, what do you want? What do you want? How do you, or I used to hate when people would be like, where do you see yourself five years from now? I have no idea. I have no idea what I'm eating for lunch, let alone what's <laughs> happening five years from now. And still, I feel like I might have an idea of how I want to feel five years from now, but I don't know the full vision of what five years in the future looks like. And I've been in business for five years now. I've yeah. already created something and I still don't know like the limit of or the expansiveness of what that is going to turn into. And so I think sometimes if we play around even with like how we ask ourselves for that clarity, it can be an opportunity for us to maybe dig into a different corner of our Mm -hmm. brain that we hadn't necessarily had access to before. I love that. And I also think too, the more you develop a relationship with yourself and a trust muscle with the universe, I'm curious if you feel this way, but I feel, oh, I feel more okay now not knowing. Like in the past, a past version of me would have you know, our brains are conditioned to keep us safe. 
uncertainty. When you're an entrepreneur, you get really, really good (laughs) at (laughs) practicing with uncertainty. And now I finally feel like I'm in a moment in my life where not knowing what five years down the road holds no longer feels scary, but actually feels exciting. Like I feel like the way things have unfolded for me in the past, you would have said to Meg in 2020, this is where my life would be. She would be like shocked and surprised and it's better than what I could have imagined. And so I think that uncertainty and that not knowing becomes exciting and feels expansive to not know versus again, when we're not used to dreaming, we're not using used to using that part of our brain or being in that conversation with ourselves, it can feel scary or something's wrong or I don't know, it's not going to be possible for me. I need to know all the answers in order to get to a better place. And instead, you just start to kind of learn that rhythm of co-creating with yourself and with the universe. Mm, yes, it's so well said. I mean, I think about all of the big milestones that I've had in my personal life as well as in my business. None of these I would have been able to dream up or map out in advance. They're all things that have been above and beyond my expectations. And so I think that there's also some magic there where it's like, can you leave room for your mind to be blown. Can you have an idea of what you want and also know that like you're kind of only operating from what you've either seen other people do or you've seen happen yourself in your own life, but that's only like a sliver of what the possibilities are that exist. And I think that that's also been something helpful for me as it relates to letting go of control or kind of surrendering into what the next step might look like or what the next level looks like is just knowing that like there's so many times where I thought that I was dreaming big but I was actually totally limiting what was possible Mm -hmm. and on the other side of whatever the thing was my mind was always just like blown wide open and I was like holy shit like how is this even a possibility I never could have dreamt this up yes and for anyone listening I want to give empathy to the waiting period of waiting for clarity to come. Oh yeah. It is, it is the whole process within itself. And while you can still have trust, I'm sure you've experienced, I know I have like frustrating moments of just wanting to know, because I think the waiting period for clarity, it is a lot of like that feminine energy of having to be open to just trusting and being open to Whenever it's going to come, it's going to come. And I know for me, I used to operate much more in that doing energy. And it feels a lot more empowering of I'm taking action and I know where I'm going and I'm more comfortable there. And so Mm -hmm. for anyone that's listening, that's waiting for clarity, it's really about being open to that conversation with yourself and being curious and approaching it from a lens of curiosity because it's coming. It will definitely come. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, I think that this is where, for me personally, and I'm so curious because I want to hear your experience and how you work with meditation and breathwork now in your life and with your clients. But for Mm -hmm. me, like in that waiting period, that's where the meditation and breathwork practice is so supportive because 
it's a space for me to pray. It's a space for me Mm. to envision. It's a space for me to get guidance and clarity on at least how I can do my part that day, even if it doesn't mean that the thing is happening that day. And it's a place of remembering that I am meant for my desires and that Mm. they are coming to me and there's nothing to be afraid of. And just to connect to that part of myself has been so helpful in those waiting periods because there's a lot of waiting periods. When you have a big vision for your life or for your career, big goals do take time. They're not going to happen overnight. And so, you know, like you said, it's like you really have to get good at being in that waiting period. And even if it's not perfect, understanding and continuing to hold your vision during that waiting period is essential if you want to create really incredible things in your life. Yes. Because there's definitely a period of like you plant the seeds and then what's happening beneath the surface and you don't yet have the physical representation or physical manifestations or clues or evidence that it's happening for you. And so it really is about like anchoring into faith in yourself and into the universe that things are aligning behind the scenes. And I definitely agree with you that my meditation practice and my breathwork practice and journaling, I do it every morning, really is time for me to connect and set my day up for starting there as kind of a moment for me to connect back with myself. I love that. Yeah. I mean, I feel like as widely talked about as it is, it's also still so underrated Mm -hmm. for how truly impactful it is on your confidence, on your courage, on your trust. I mean, I wish that those were the things that we could quantitatively measure Unfortunately, we can't really quantitatively measure them, at least at this point with the brain scans and whatnot. It's more of like a qualitative measure of like when I'm practicing breathwork and meditation, I feel more connected to myself. Mm -hmm. And when I feel more connected to myself, this is how I show up or this is how I feel. But I mean, when I think about like why I love this work so much, it really comes back to that, like the just like multidimensionality of how supportive it gets to be to how you feel about yourself and yeah. how you feel about your journey and like the the season that you're in and the seasons that will come. Something I loved about the Academy of Breath is I loved, and you did this so well, Ava, really marrying the spiritual and the soulful practices with the science and the neuroscience. And a huge takeaway for me was just nervous system regulation and how that truly is a key component of being able to expand into that new version of yourself and how, you know, our brains are trying to keep us safe. And oftentimes what's safe is what's familiar. And so when we are taking new action, oftentimes that's what starts to trigger those subconscious beliefs that aren't in alignment or a match for that new version of ourselves. And so having breathwork and meditation and these free accessible tools to be able to start to re-regulate yourself and remind yourself that you're safe was so transformative and has been so helpful to have that knowledge to be also able to support my coaching clients. 
I'm so happy that you've also experienced that. And like, mm-hmm. I feel like when that clicks into place for people, it just makes the context of why we do what we do or why we repeat certain patterns or why we can feel really good and then feel really low. Like it just, to me, it feels like it's almost learning a new language of the body and of the mind and of our entire being. When I started getting into the nervous system work and like really seeing how connected it was to, like you said, like our identity, who we are, it was mind blowing to me. It was like, oh, everything fully makes sense. Now I understand why I wasn't as open to mm-hmm. having a, a f- effective and compassionate conversation with my ex. Or now I understand why when my dad talks to me like this, I feel like I'm five years old again. Or now I understand why when this much money comes into my bank account, I end up spending it right away and I like don't know how to hold it. And because I understand all of these things now and I understand like the medicine for it so that that doesn't happen, I feel unstoppable and like I can become literally anything because I get, I get how it all works now. Yes. I love that so much. And adding or building to that, I also feel like it's such helpful knowledge to share with my clients because a lot of my clients like me suffer from anxiety and it really allows, once you understand more of the nervous system regulation and how the brain works, when we're feeling anxiety, when we're in that fight or flight, our prefrontal cortex is like offline and we are hyper vigilant to whatever that threat is. And oftentimes I know with myself or with my clients, people can start to feel ashamed. I don't know why I'm having these reactions. This truly isn't that big of a deal. I know better. And it's really helpful to have the knowledge of like, if you're feeling this way, actually that is not the time to start doing, you know, the cognitive reframing exercises or trying to subconsciously question what your thought patterns are. Actually, in that moment, because your prefrontal cortex is offline, let's bring, let's come back to the body. Let's take some deep breaths. Let's go for a walk. Let's hum. Let's wash our hands. Let's get grounded in our body. Because even if you have all of those other tools and techniques and practices, if your body and your nervous system isn't regulated enough in that moment to start to actually absorb them and use them, they're not going to be helpful to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So well said. I personally struggle with anxiety as well too. And Mm -hmm. I had the same experience when I was, when I was younger, even like recently where it's like, this is so frustrating why I'm feeling this way. I shouldn't be feeling this way, especially, you know, being in like the wellness space and mindfulness space. Like, you know, for anybody that is really like committed to personal growth, you've probably done a lot of reading. You've listened to a lot of podcasts. You've gone through programs. You've done you've done all the things. And so I feel like if you struggle with anxiety or high stress and then you start to have those moments where it feels like you've taken a step backwards, which is really just your nervous system, like, uh uh-uh, not not ready right now. Mm -hmm. You can put so much more 
weight on it and feel even worse. And like, totally. the, like you said, the knowledge is just so empowering because it's like, I'm not actually taking 10 steps backwards right now. My, and this actually isn't even me. It's my body, my brain re- reacting to whatever stress trigger there is in the moment. And I have the tools to be able to, the embodied tools or embodiment tools to help me get myself out of this space. Yes. And it allows for a little bit more self-compassion in those moments of, I think sometimes when you struggle with anxiety or panic attacks, there can feel, there can be this sense of feeling ashamed or feeling frustrated that you can't control the situation or control your reactions and having the knowledge of kind of what's going on and how different parts of you might be younger parts of you might be triggered in some way. It just allows me to just have more compassion of like, okay, what's going on in this moment and how can I tend to myself right now to bring myself back down grounded and safe in my body. And then afterwards, when you do have more of that emotional space to be curious about your thoughts and about what was going on in that moment, what might've triggered you, it allows for a little bit more self-compassion to meet yourself there. Mm, Yes, 100%. Where do you feel like this work ties into purpose specifically? So maybe Mm. not even necessarily like what you do with your clients one-to-one or in your coaching spaces, but more so how when we do this work, more of our purpose is revealed. I'm so curious your thoughts on this. Oh, that's such a good question. Well, I think what breathwork and meditation allows for me is a connection back to myself. And it allows for tools and ways to actually connect with myself, with God, source, my soul. And I really feel like our purpose is a manifestation of our gifts, our wisdom. So a lot of times, you know, what challenges you've gone through once it's turned to wisdom how can you serve yourself serve other people with with that that knowledge and then also what you're authentically good at what lights you up what do you enjoy doing and those three pieces really come together with your purpose and it allow and something i always want to clarify with people is yes your purpose can be expressed through your career but I really feel like our purpose is just the way we show up. It's the way, it's what makes us feel alive. And it should come across in all of our interactions and all of the different areas of our life because our lives are integrated. And the way we show up in our work is the way we show up in our relationship is the the way that we show up with our community. And so really your purpose is that expression of your fullest bloom, your fullest self. And meditation and breath work can be a source to help you meet that part of you. Mm, I love that. Yeah. I think that sometimes I feel like, and I could just be projecting, but sometimes I feel like when we hear the word purpose, some people can like write themselves out and be like, oh, well, no, I'm not meant to build a business or like X, Y, Z. Like that's not really calling to me or I don't see that for myself. And maybe that isn't their pathway or maybe it isn't. But I feel like the way that you described it is an open invitation for everybody Mm -hmm. and for 
all of us to take a step back and like really ask ourselves like what is it that I want to express on this planet in this lifetime and how do I wish to express this one of my mentors came into our advanced practitioner training inside of the academy of breath and she shared this quote or this question and the question is did you love well and did you learn to let go Mm. and I feel like that is just such a beautiful I mean yes it's a question that we can ask with throughout our lives but also just like what a beautiful question for just the entirety of our lifespan. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that for me is also an aspect of like what my purpose is letting go of, you know, the attachments, the identities, the ego in some cases and loving well, and like really making sure that like both of those pieces are at the forefront of who I am and like how I lead in my life. I love that so much. And I agree with you. I think a lot of times if you aren't doing what is quote unquote, a like only purpose-driven career or only a business that it's like very, very clear the type of impact you're creating, it can feel like you're not living your life on purpose. And really, I think we undervalue the impact that we can have in just the lives of people around us or, you know, Marianne Williamson in A Course of Miracles talks about how every relationship is divine and every relationship or contract is a divine intervention between you and God and that dynamic. And that is something that I think is really beautiful to carry of just by being our fullest selves in whatever way and it doesn't need to look the same way for all of us, it shouldn't, that we can have this beautiful cosmic interaction between the people around us and finding the value in that, holding as much value in that as the big shiny things that we look to as this big manifestation of someone living their life on purpose or in alignment, you know, all of those more like buzz, buzzworthy terms. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. And I, yeah, I just think that purpose can show up in so many different ways Mm -hmm. and having a wider vision. to what that means for you can also, for me personally, expand the definition of what it means to be living in my Mm. purpose, because 30 years from now, 40 years from now, who am I once my career is done, right? Am I going to not have purpose anymore? No, because I want my purpose to be more than just the work that I do. Exactly. Yeah. I feel that so much. I love, I love love thinking about me as like a 70 or 80 year old woman and just this like prone woman who's so wise and looking, gleaming back at us, our wiser, older versions of ourselves are looking back at us with like so much compassion and how exciting is it going to be to be there? And to look back at the journey. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think about that all the time. And I think it helps me to also get clear on what's the most important to be Mm -hmm. focusing on and prioritizing right now. Like, do I want to look back and be like, God, I like 
really hustled hard and was miserable for a lot of it? Or do I want to be like, I played, I had fun, I laughed, I dressed how I wanted to dress, I said what I wanted to say, I hung out with the people that I wanted to hang out with, I took the vacation, I ate the food, I did all the things that I wanted to do, I didn't hold back. And like, for me, that's kind of how how I feel. And sometimes it can be a little gluttonous, but I love it because yes. I, we only have this one life. Yes. And I think when people start to be curious about their purpose, why it's so important is that it really truly becomes this like self-acceptance, self-love journey. A lot of times we are dismissive of what comes easy to us, or, you know, we think about our strengths and what really lights us up and our wisdom and we devalue it. And so I think that part of that journey of discovering your purpose is about how can I love and embrace myself more? How can I celebrate myself more? How can I recognize that these elements of me are really special and unique and I am meant to share them in whatever way feels right and aligned and is feeling really juicy and good in that moment. Yeah, I love it. Own it. Just own it. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> well, Meg, I've absolutely adored this conversation. Thanks. Can you share where people can follow you and learn more about your coaching and how you work with your clients? Yes. So you can find me on Instagram at Megan Shackleton and Wider Visions, as well as at our podcast, Embrace Your In-Between by Wider Visions on Apple and Spotify. And Ava's episode is going to be going live very soon. Yes. Yeah. It should actually be live by the time this episode yes. comes out, I think. Yeah. Yes. So we'll link everything in the show notes. And I just have to thank you again for coming on and sharing your story, sharing your perspective on this work. Again, I just think that it's so valuable for us all to just stretch out the definition mm. of what purpose means and what living in your purpose means. And for anybody that is listening and love this conversation, definitely go give Megan a follow, listen to the podcast, go check out all of her different offerings and slide into her DM. I'm offering up your DMs to people. So. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. guys so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the alchemized life as always all of the things that we mentioned inside of the episode you can find inside of the show notes including links to our upcoming programs like the academy of breath our 12-week breathwork and meditation certification program and breathwork our six-week personal practice course both of those can be found at academyofbreath.org. And if you're interested in any of my upcoming business coaching programs like Proximity, my 12-month membership, which is essentially an all-access pass into every program, every course, and hot seat community coaching calls once a month, you can find that at avajohanna.com. And finally, if you enjoyed this week's episode, it would mean the world if you share it with a friend or tag us on your social media. Make sure to tag me at I am Ava Johanna. And if you've been listening to the show every Tuesday, it would be so appreciated if you could leave a review on Apple Podcasts and give the show a follow on Spotify. I truly am so grateful for all of your support and this amazing community that we've built since 2018. And I cannot wait to see you guys next week for another show.